This is Emmett. And Jessica. And you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. Please go to patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast to support the show. And if Twitter's still around, you can just contact both of us on there. I'm at Hemant Meta for another, I don't know, two minutes I as know. of this I'm recording. I'm Jess Blumke. We're recording this Thursday evening. And was it today that a bunch of people quit? Oh, yeah. It's so, yeah, who knows? Dying I'm trying words to figure everywhere. out how to download my thing. Even though <laughs> who gives it? Have I said anything interesting or insightful? I um, not. Just FYI, uh, next week, Thanksgiving week, um, because it's a holiday and stuff, uh, we have a pre-recorded interview we'll be sharing with you then, and we'll see you in two weeks. But um, I do have actual stories we're talking about. I figured I would start with the one that I figured would you would enjoy the most. I did. As soon as he sat down, I said, are we talking about Candace Cameron Burr? And you know we are. Is it Burr or Bure? I've always heard Burr or Bure. We'll call her Candace. Um, so this actress from Full House mm-hmm. and Fuller House and, and, and a whole bunch of Hallmark Christmas movies. And it's, just to be clear, if you don't watch the Hallmark Channel, they spend all year making dozens mm-hmm. of Christmas movies, usually with the same cast. Like I've read articles where it's like the same small bit players that oh, appear yeah. in every movie. It's a family. They like not oh, literally dude, like you just are actors. In that universe, you see the same people yeah. over and over, and you know what? God bless them. They're making yeah. a good living. I hope that's exactly what they said. They're like, I'm an actor. I get I'm to a do this. Actor. It's Who great. Shit? But it's basically like this year they're putting out 40 Christmas movies. These are all original, made 40 for Hallmark. For zero. Yeah. I was going to say usually they do like. 28 or 30 because they do like 28 days of Christmas. Sure. No, like no, they're, no going they're going all in because uh, Christmas starts after Halloween. Mm-hmm. And so they're doing 40 movies. And Candace Cameron, uh, whatever her last name is, was in a yeah. whole bunch of these. And so the reason we're talking about her is because this week in an interview with the Wall Street Journal, she said she's ditching her gig mm-hmm. at the Hallmark Channel mm-hmm. And she's going to become, I want to make sure I get this right, she is becoming the uh, senior, uh, oh, chief creative officer with a channel called Great American Family. That's her new gig. Oh, I thought she was just heading over to like Pure Flix and only doing Christmas, like Christian no. Christmas shit No, now. there is apparently like the Fox News, but like the Newsmax version oh. of the Hallmark Channel, uh-huh. and it's called Great American Family, and apparently it's not available on most people's cable packages. You're not going to find it. They don't do live streaming, oh. so like only three people get this channel. Ooh, wait. Oh, so it's not available on, it's available on some cable packages, some but cable not packages. all. So they're limited to people who haven't cut the cord yet yep. and want to actively subscribe to a Christian channel. That's right. Ooh, and boy. so she is in charge of like over she gets a fancy title but she gets to oversee their batch of christian mm. uh, christmas movies and the thing she said in the wall street journal interview about her new step and her new gig is that you know asked oh i need to give you some background here this year the hallmark channel one of their 40 movies for the first time ever is centered around a gay couple. Yes. This is news. This is a very important thing for background in terms of the hallmark averse yeah. of movies, is they are all heteronormative and they're all white, with some <laughs> exceptions. They're blindingly white, except for like once in a while you get like somebody's like mean business fiance is like, 
sort of biracial, you think, right, maybe. Right. Like your grandma would definitely look at him weird if you brought him home for dinner, that kind of thing. But no, they're they're always white and always straight. And if it's a, if there's a gay person in the movie, it's like the sassy best friend. Absolutely. It's never the center. I should I say just, two years ago, there was a subplot in a movie that involved a gay couple trying to adopt a child, but it wasn't the entire movie. But even two years ago when that happened, Mm -hmm. that was news Mm -hmm. in the hallmark verse. Yeah. But this year, that's the center point of a movie. It's called The Holiday Sitter. (laughs) I do think it's important to note that while these are Christmas movies, to be short, they tend to not be especially religious. They're not religious. They're they're not not political. They're not the the Jesus-y kind of Christmas movie. It's like the magic of Christmas, the magic of Santa, the magic of love, the magic of the love of a nutcracker who comes to life and messes up your bakery, which is a real movie (laughs) starring Melissa Joan Hart. Um... Yeah, it, it's, it's very much Hallmark so cards. So it is come to interesting life. now that I think about it that she has been doing all these movies that are Christmassy but not Jesusy. Sure. And I wonder if that's ever a point of contention well, of I mean, like there's no Jesus in your Christmas movies. Isn't that what Full House is? It's like cute family sitcom with no overt politics, sure. with no overt generically religion. wholesome. Yeah, generically wholesome. Yeah. And so anyway, because Hallmark, they're big. Surprise this winter is that one of their movies one. is going to have one literally, out of 40 out of 40 <laughs> is going to have a gay couple. So here's the Wall Street Journal asked if she expects the, her new channel to feature same sex couples as leads in holiday movies. Mrs. Buer said, Burr. no, I think that great American family will keep traditional marriage at the core. And that phrase was just headlined Golly, a lot and half of, of them don't even end in marriage. Mm-hmm. That's a kind of interesting wrinkle. So it's not like, even if they say they're not going to get married, can we just have like a Christian, like chaste Christian <laughs> gay love story of just like very like f- thin-lipped kisses? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she, really non-sexual yeah, thin-lipped she, presses. She added later, like, my heart wants to tell stories that have more meaning and purpose and depth behind them. I know that the people behind Great American Family were Christians that loved the Lord and wanted to promote faith programming and good family entertainment. And just think about how she's talking about this network that three people have. She wants to make good family entertainment Mm -hmm. with people who love the Lord, all while highlighting traditional marriage. All of that is just Christianese for gay couples will not be treated as normal Uh, Because if you do that, that's apparently a slap in the face to white evangelicals everywhere. Mm -hmm. Because it's not like Hallmark is promoting homosexuality, whatever that means. They're just saying, hey, these people exist too. Let's center a story around them. Because we need 40 scripts here Mm -hmm. about the exact same thing. I should start just submitting scripts en masse to Hallmark. Totally. Like, okay, one person is a baker who is going to run into her heartthrob of a customer. Mm -hmm. But maybe in the next movie, it's a librarian who does that. And, like, at some point, it's like, we got to do something different. Okay, this time, same movie, but two guys. Great, we got it. Make it. Here's $12. I don't know what their budget is. As a romance novel aficionado and a fan of these Hallmark movies, although the last couple of years I haven't gotten into them as much because of life, um... I have to say that they are all very formulaic, not unlike a uh, like any kind of rom-com we're going to look at. Any kind of action movie generally is going to have your same like beats. 
And boy, oh boy, Hallmark has that down to the moment. Like, I guarantee you can be like, okay, 12 minutes is our meet cue. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like uh, and, and that's at the thing. hour You're, 110, we're gonna ha- they're going to fight and they're never going to get back together. Wait, oh, Hallmark, they're back together. Hallmark is not even pretending otherwise, mm-hmm. right? They're like, no, 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 we know what you like. We, we all know made what we're getting into. There's a reason yep. people keep, keep seeing Marvel movies. There's something comfy, <laughs> comforting about something you right. kind of know what's going on. And that's exactly their pitch. And to take that Mm -hmm. and to act like it's too liberal, too much with an agenda, too woke, whatever it is, and say like, no, no, no. Hallmark, Mm -hmm. you know what Hallmark is? It's this bastion of like liberal activism. Like I need to go to a new network that three people watch. Well, and it kind of (laughs) does show how places like Hallmark really get screwed coming and going because like (laughs) they're doing all these like white nonsense, screwed coming, like in a relative sense, Uh, you know, all of these people are like, hey, maybe you should have like a non-white lead or like a queer lead or whatever. <laughs> and like, Do you know what their, that's their so pitch actually said? To them. They said, I mean, they highlighted this in their press release announcing the 40 movies. They said, well, this year, guess what? We have movies that include uh, movies plural. Yeah, like of their 40 movies. One of them is going to have Kwanzaa as the center point. I've never met yep. anybody who celebrates Kwanzaa, and I really do want to hear about One it. One of them is going to celebrate Hanukkah, and it's around a family okay. dealing with that. One of them involves a Chinese family. That was, like, in the press release. They're like, look, we're Involves trying. a Chinese family. They're, like, on the periphery. It's, like, it's just that Jewish one, but they go to a Chinese restaurant on Christmas, and it's like, see those guys? They've been running this That's for 50 years. I bet they have stories to tell. That's the thing, like... Hallmark having one movie about a gay couple mm. is not liberal activism. No. But Candace Cameron actively avoiding mm-hmm. making movies with any gay couples, mm-hmm. that is definitely conservative activism. I was listening to um, a podcast called This Day in Esoteric Political History today <laughs> about, <laughs> as I want to do, and it was about midterm, about the 2012 midterms. 2012? You, 2012. Okay. Uh, excuse me. Uh, it was not the 2012 midterms, but the 2012. Uh, do you remember when the GOP had that like kind of come to Jesus moment of, hey, we lost 2012. We need to like we did an autopsy. Uh, we the know autopsy, what we need to fix. and it was like goals oriented something. Like they did a GOP yeah. pun, and it was basically everything that we were. Everything were, Democrats criticized us for, uh-huh. we actually need to fix. Right. <laughs> Genuinely, that's basically it. And then, of course, Donald Trump shows up right. and just throws that shit out the window immediately. But they made a point that I thought was very interesting, especially when it comes to, um, in 2012, um, somebody famously said that, like, candidate quality is important. So they're, like, doing all these, like, actually, maybe you said that, of, like, they're all just lunatics who keep getting elected. But... um um, one of the hosts said that the problem with the GOP is that they keep pushing further right and they are reducing like their outreach. And I feel like this is such a beautiful metaphor oh, yeah. of that, of like literally you are pulling away from like a larger audience that you could reach with your message and you're instead choosing to only talk to your little echo chamber. You're going from And they're going to run out of people. Yeah, you're going to the... You ha- can't keep paring your people down. Hallmark has a dedicated but relatively small, maybe not for cable, but like has a niche audience. Mm-hmm. And to say, hey, this is the audience that we could be getting. Mm-hmm. Nope, let's go even more sure. down the rabbit hole. It's narrow casting. Yeah. <laughs> And you're, I mean, at some point here, and by the way, did do you remember what her new title is? Chief Creative, Creative. Officer. Is she a what, writer? 
And no. But like, at what point does a creative officer ever say, you know what I need to do? Limit my options. Well, no gay people in my movies. One would think that the creative officer is not as worried about their audience share. Um, but she definitely is not going to be like, you know what we do need? Something a little different. <laughs> She's like, we need to rubber stamp this shit. <laughs> We're going to like do like a find replace on Microsoft Word and just change names and redo those scripts. <laughs> it will be great. I think basically what she brings to the table here is a famous actress who's known for wholesome stuff. Give her a fancy title mm. and give her the ability to like put her stamp Absolutely. on various movies. I believe the movies that she's involved with will say like Candace Cameron B presents mm-hmm. and then it's whatever yeah. non-gay movie it is. She's the Steven Spielberg of the Pure Flix set. You know, Steven Spielberg used to be Steven Spielberg presents on everything. Or like National Lampoon. She's an, that's about everybody that's go way back. Better. She's a national lampoon of Christian. God of pure damn flicks. it, Jessica. She's the national lampoon of Pure Flix. Can somebody edit that together so it makes us like I just said it in one cool flow. It won't be me. <laughs> um, and by the way, I know some of you are thinking uh, we haven't talked about the obvious connection here. Okay. Her brother, <laughs> yeah, her brother Kirk Cameron, who was also a child actor like she was, has been preaching this fundamentalist gospel forever. At this point, it's the reason he's not invited to actual movies and mm-hmm. just makes like low-budget indie Christian movies mm-hmm. these days. You might remember Kirk Cameron partnered with evangelist Ray Comfort for a series called Way of the Master, which only is remembered these days because there's one segment involving... Which I just showed some friends this week. I have my friends who, who volunteer with me. They're teenage girls. Sounds weird. I'm friends with their mom. But they're Seventh-day Adventists. Oh, my God. And so I've been talking to them a ton because I don't know anything about, about that religion. I had a four-hour lunch with them yesterday. It was incredible. Oh I love these people. Um, but anyway, I, I don't know what we were talking about, but I was like, well, you know the banana thing. Oh, because we were talking about Kirk Cameron. Mm-hmm. Of course we were. And I was like, well, you know the banana thing. And they're like, the what? And I made those girls watch that banana video, and it is genuinely so fucking funny. The Every time. Nightmare. It's this three-minute, low-budge little video. And I assume it's a clip from something greater, from longer, it's, rather. It's a clip from a longer show that's trying to get you to believe in Jesus. Yeah. But yeah, this clip is about how the banana is the atheist's worst nightmare. Yeah, because he says it. If, if you don't believe that the banana was created for humans, then you're more delusional than anybody. Yes. And honestly... It's so outstanding. There's three ridges. There's two ridges that fit with the ridges of your hand. There's a tab for easy opening. There's a color code system. Green means bad. Yellow means good. Brown means bad. And then he peels it. Look how elegantly the peel lays over my hand, which is outstanding work. And then he's like, and it's curved towards my face for easy eating, which is the wildest thing. Yeah, and then he says, curved toward your face if you hold them. And then way. he says, the banana is the same, same shape as my mouth. And he makes a little <laughs> face <laughs> to show how his face and the banana's face are the same faces. And which is to say, this is the creative genius that whose genes are now going and Candace, to be and Candace, making and these movies. Kirk Cameron and sitting next to him like, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm, good point, Ray Comfort. I believe that whole clip is known because like Kirk Cameron got associated with the crazy banana video. Uh-huh. Kirk Cameron doesn't say anything in that banana video, really. No, he other doesn't, than but he lent his credibility. Point. He did. And he does like not very earnestly. He's actually, listen, 
great at earnest nodding are Kirk Cameron. The other thing I had on my list here, do you know what else Kirk Cameron is best known for in is terms it, of the uh, evangelism ideas? Is it the fire movie, the fire fireproof movie? Because I've it, seen that twice. No, it's that during a, a debate on Nightline back when that was a show on God's God. existence, they did a debate. Kirk Cameron introduced the world to a crocoduck which was the uh, yep, This is old school, early atheism shit. This is back when we were arguing about evolution we on were TV. We're not there anymore. Yeah. Um, he showed the world a picture of a half crocodile, half duck. That he said, it was if just a evolution, duck with a crocodile thing on it, right? Like Mouth. It's a stupid ass picture. <laughs> and he said, if evolution were true, this creature would have to exist. It does not exist. God is real. Basically what he's saying is if evolution is real, then there should be an example of every combination of every (laughs) trait of every animal in existence because he understands science. And obviously that's not how evolution works. Um, None of that is real. Anyway, mm. that's Candace Cameron's brother. Um, Cool family. Successful family. Listen, I will give them this. They're a successful family. Yes. Um, Big but, teeth in that family. I mean, here's the thing. Like, <laughs> I I have to imagine this isn't just me wishing for her to fail. I think it will fail. I don't. Because it's not just that this great American family uh, channel mm. isn't on anyone's TV <laughs> or streaming. It's that if you're selling 10 different kinds of vanilla, you're not going to have a successful business Truly. Here. It's a good point. Like, there, uh, I mean, actually, ooh. I'm going to push back because, listen, Hallmark is nothing but not turning out the same thing over and over so people can have the comfort of watching something, quote-unquote, new but familiar. She's trying to capture a small segment of an already niche audience. At some point, there has to be conflict. There has to be real tension. How do you portray real-life situations if you can't even... They have an atheist villain. What are you talking about? They always have an atheist villain. If it doesn't look like the real world, what audience are you hoping to find? Enough that it will sustain an entire network. You're confused. They don't want it to look like the real world, Hemet. They Mm. are not looking for the real world to be reflected in their entertainment. They want the world that they want, which is everybody's white and everybody's Christian (laughs) and everybody like gently holds hands and makes meaningful eye contact and then gets engaged before they have sex. Like or gets married before they have sex. Like it's not they're not their version of fantasy is everybody is white, everybody believes in God, everybody's stoked about Christmas. It snows every Christmas. There's no cities around here. There's no black people around here. There's no thugs. You know what I mean? Like that's what they're they don't want anything that reflects the real world. The real world is scary to them. Ask so them about cities. Days after this comment first appeared in the Wall Street Journal, she has now responded, Candace, has now responded to the backlash. Oh yeah. And um, here's a segment of what she said. It saddens me that the media is often seeking to divide us, even around a subject as comforting and merry as Christmas movies. Like, the media didn't divide Mm. you. You divided you. But given the toxic climate in our culture right now, I shouldn't be surprised. Oh, my goodness. You're the real victim here. And then here's the best part. To the members of the media responsible for using this opportunity to fan flames of conflict and hate, I have a simple message. I love you anyway. To those who hate what I value and who are attacking me online, I love you. To those who have tried to assassinate my character, I love you. It's like, okay, calm down. No one assassinated you. you. We quoted you directly. Yeah. And we know you are lying when you talk about love because we see what that looks like in practice. Mm-hmm. Like, if progressives treated Christians the way she treats gay people, 
maybe she would have a point. But Truly. we don't, so she doesn't. Um, <sighs> well, that's not the end. That's the end of my No, there's more to it. What, what are you talking there about? There's more do? drama. What did she do now? Well, um, Jody, what's her face stepped in? The one who played the middle sister. Ooh. I thought you would have all of this. Jody Comer, I think her name is. Uh, maybe she got married. Or Jody Sweeten. Mm. Jody Sweeten. I heard she was like a activist, like a progressive activist. Yeah. In, who just shows up for like protests and stuff. So I'm like, oh, at least that one turned out good and normal. Well, and but- she's taking picking sides because one of the other um, uh, uh, Hallmark actresses straight up called Cameron Scanlon a bigot. Mm. for leaving Hallmark because it's like, we know why you did it. Um, She did also get uh, Aunt Becky to be in the movies as well. Uh, Did she? she, Jailbird Aunt Becky? Uh Uh-huh, that's Uh right. Um, Aunt Becky went to jail for that whole college admissions scandal. And here's the thing, in that Wall Street Journal article, they quoted a, a couple of the Full House cast members saying like, yeah, well, of course we love her, we support her. Of course they would. They worked with her for many years. Like, I'm not surprised she's getting other cast members to join her on this little journey. I mean, but again, you need more girlfriends because there's so much more to this story. What what Do you know missing? who Jojo Siwa is? You have a daughter. You the name. should. So she, I think, started as one of the uh, Dance Moms girls and has just like fucking launched herself into the stratosphere. She's crazy popular. And she recently, maybe a year ago or so, came out as bi, I think. And she's real wholesome, like real, like, Middle America, bright colors, big high ponytail with a big bow, big smile. Um, And she came out and like girls love her. And she came out as queer, which is excellent. Um, And she said that, uh, so Jojo Siwa said, honestly, I can't believe that after everything that just went down a few months ago, that she would not only, she being, uh, Candace can't remember, um, which I don't know everything that went down just a yeah, few months ago. I'm not sure, but she would mm. that she would not only create a movie, create a movie with the intention of excluding uh, LGBTQIA plus, but then also talk about it in the press. So she's saying that it's rude and harmful that she is like throwing her lot in with. But she did a long time ago. This is just the latest version of it. I know, but people are rightfully calling her out, and mm-hmm. so uh, Jody Sweeten said that she's not on Candace Cameron Burr's side. Like, oh, everybody's okay. against... So like, she is cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no <laughs> absolutely. Everybody, like, in in their little section of Hollywood, like, this is a big deal, and people are mad about it. I don't and, know like, why they act surprised, though. Because, again, they, they, more than random people, would know she's been doing this forever. And, again, sure. I don't even care. This isn't about her views are wrong, even though they are. Yeah. It's that, okay, fine, like... Don't act like you're, you just say, look, I'm taking on this new job because like, I don't like gay people. Don't pretend like, oh, I like traditional marriage. Oh, yeah, exactly. Wink, wink. We all know what everyone else is doing. Yeah. Like, just say you want this other job. It'll pay you well. And you don't have to interact with people you don't like. Whatever it is. Truly, it it is just too bad. It it, it stinks. So, yeah, like, Jody Sweeten, Jojo Siwa got mad. A couple other people. Maddie Ziegler, who's another one of the Dancing with the... Not Dancing with the Stars, whatever it was. Alyssa Milano. dance people? No, no, no. Just just this one girl I mentioned. She... Mm. It doesn't matter. You don't know who she is. I do Uh, not. Holly Robertson Pete, another um, Hallmark alum. Just, like, people are taking to Twitter... To be like, hey, go fuck yourself. Like, <laughs> I, genuinely, it just is... Hey, that's a good segue. Yeah. Here's another oh. story. 
Speaking of which, YouTube has now terminated the second channel of Christian hate preacher Greg Locke. Oh, Greg! We mentioned a couple weeks ago they got rid of his church's channel. Um, That happened a couple weeks ago. And And it's like, well, he'll just live stream his crazy circus tent sermons on his personal channel. And he Mm. totally did. Of course. But here's the thing. If you are dinged on YouTube for whatever the reason is, you can't just do the same thing elsewhere. We will all know what you are doing. Right. I don't know if that's the reason or he said something else or whatever it was. But his Pastor Greg Locke channel... Mm. Uh, which also has been around for a long time. And he has a the lot other of was just his church's name? Right. Okay. Uh, now they got rid of his Pastor Greg Locke channel. And we only know this because he posted it uh, on Facebook. He basically said, YouTube completely removed my personal page. There was no message, no warning, no explanation, dot, dot, dot. Why would there be if you're violating their terms and services? Okay, like, but I do have a question about yeah. that. Is it is he telling the truth or is he lying in terms of... He must have gotten warnings. He must have gotten things flagged. This, I, I, I'm not channel, sure I believe the churches, that he... The church's channel, uh-huh. I believe, would have gotten the warnings. He would have known exactly what they were dinging him for. If he's just popping back up using his personal channel uh-huh. to do all the same stuff, uh-huh. I don't think he would have gotten a warning. I think they would have just been like, dude, you're breaking our terms okay. by just live streaming. So it's like, hey, you just put up the same shit we told you you couldn't. Yeah. Got you, bitch. So they don't owe him an explanation the second time around. But here's why I think this is important. It's that it's not just that he got deplatformed on YouTube. He can try to pop up like a lot of those new independent fundamentalist Baptist people always pop up with mm-hmm. new channels, even though that's breaking YouTube's rules. It's a real rat whack-a-mole situa- yes. situation out there. So he could try to do that. But the thing is, those two vehicles were his way. Mm. He doesn't give a shit about the people in his circus tent. Oh, God, no. He's playing to the camera because he knows the bigger audience, the more influential audience, the people who will actually give him money for mm-hmm. this stuff are the ones watching his live streams online. Ideally, the people he can reach because they're going down some YouTube rabbit hole. He doesn't have that. Yeah. YouTube is the best platform to find, like, stable at a time when everything is blowing up. Mm -hmm. YouTube is remarkably stable in this stuff. Mm -hmm. He loses that. Mm -hmm. Now, can he still live stream his services on Facebook? Yes, he can. And he does. But who's on Facebook? Can you save videos to Facebook or can you only live oh, stream? Oh, we can do all sorts of things. But I mean, yes, could... he could save his sermons on there, but okay, the question but just is the reach who's isn't there. watching Facebook. You have to go seek him out sure. on YouTube. You might stumble across him. So I he's see. losing this huge platform. And we've learned that deplatforming is extremely effective. We saw extremely. with Donald Trump. We saw it with uh, Milo. Milo? Milo? Yeah. Stan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something? It's, it, and Alex Jones had happened Alex too. Jones, the point yeah. is, Yes, no, he has the right to say whatever he yeah, wants. Absolutely. No one's shutting down his church. But YouTube but is he, not obligated to put up his hate speech yes. on their platform. They're yep. just not obligated to their private company. And keep in mind, he could totally go right now to private one of those right wing sites like Easy. Rumble or anything. Rumble? Of, yeah, that's the Calm one. Calm down, that's conservatives. The, that's the popular one among the right wing crazies. He could totally go there and set up shop and post his live streams there. But he knows as well as we do. Okay, but you're only speaking inside your echo chamber at that point. You're not reaching the people you actually mm. want to reach to have influence. It's a mirror of the Candace Cameron Burr thing, except for he's being forced out of his larger platform <laughs> and she is exiting it. Yeah, yeah, and they're both like t- going in the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so I just that's a one that's great news. Yeah. It's amazing Facebook hasn't shut him down yet. Because again, if you need a reminder, this is a guy who openly denied the pandemic, mm. did an interview with CNN when they said, hey, dude, what's a pandemic? And they spent two minutes with him not answering the question because he doesn't know. Yep. He said anyone wearing a mask in his church would be banned from entering. I forgot about he that. Had, I always forget about that part, that not just like you don't have to wear a mask, but do not wear a mask yeah. in here. That's a wild uh, thing. He led literal witch hunts against members of his own congregation. Uh, he had convicted felon and MAGA cultist Roger Stone speak at his church. He compared American hospitals, just hospitals, to the, quote, Death camps of East Germany. That's yep. not yep. it. Uh, <laughs> That's he, nothing. He was the focus of a recent documentary series we talked about on conspiracy theorists. Which he haven't appeared on. Multiple bonfires to burn books. He attended the January 6th rally, but he didn't. Says he did not go inside the Capitol. I've never heard otherwise. Mm -hmm. And basically there are people, at least one, who died as a result of his irresponsible statements about the pandemic. Really? At least one. Provable? Uh, his family's like, our family member died because he listened to Greg Locke. Wow. And Greg Locke does not care about any of Obviously. this. Obviously. So again, this guy isn't just wrong. He's a threat. He's a danger. It's long overdue for YouTube to get rid of him. I'm wondering why none of the other sites have done the same. Facebook, most importantly, because he loses that. Yeah. He is all of a sudden without a platform, and that would be devastating to his ego. Does... Has Facebook had a history of deplatforming people? No, platform lets anybody. Okay, on. I didn't. <coughs> uh, me, the I only thing you can be shut down for is tweeting a mild joke that one person finds offensive. They'll t they'll get rid of you immediately. Oh, I can't write the word men on Facebook yeah. because I get zucked. Exactly, but, but if I don't get. Franklin Graham says what? Gay people shouldn't be allowed to be here. Uh, he is allowed to have twelve million. Mm -hmm. um, let me jump to an interesting survey that came out today. About climate change. Oh, I know, change boy. of pace here. Okay. This is from the Pew Research Center. Big study asking, they tried to get questions about climate, climate change, how much you care about it, what, who contributes to it. Mm. And they divided up the responses in a large part of this between people who said they were highly religiously committed because they go to church once a week, okay. they pray, uh, what did they say? They attend church weekly and they pray daily. That's someone with a high religious commitment. Church weekly, pray daily? Yeah, okay. church weekly, pray daily. That's a high level of commitment. There's also medium and low levels of commitment. And here's where it gets, here's what they found. How? What do you think, do you think the earth is sacred? That's the question. Is earth sacred? Yeah. Pretty much everyone, yeah. pretty much everyone, like 60 to 70% yeah, are like, pretty much sure, however you want to define that. Here's where it gets different. Do you agree God gave humans a duty to protect and care for the earth? No. The highly religious crowd, 92% of them said, yes, God gave us this world, and we have a responsibility to care for the earth. It doesn't feel like it comes through in their policies. Yeah, and then when it comes to how many of you think climate change is a very serious problem or mm -hmm. an extremely serious problem, only 42% of the highly religious said yes. And then when they said, is the earth getting warmer because of human activity, only 39% of the highly religious agreed. Which means they believe God gave us this planet and it's their job to protect it and their climate deniers 
and they don't understand how climate is changing. Well, they don't believe in science. Mm-hmm. So I mean that'll do it. That's it. I mean, that's the end of the sentence, yeah. right? Like, if you don't believe in science, then everything you believe is just based on whatever's last thing you heard. <laughs> here's the little here's the little data game, though. Like, does that mean their religion is to blame for that scientific literacy? I mean, partly sure, because like you said, they're not big on the science thing. But as the survey noted, politics is really the strongest driver when it comes to beliefs about the climate, because mm-hmm. it's not one of those biblical things like, uh, people claim homosexuality is. Right. There's no biblical dictate about climate change. So where are you getting your opinions from? It's usually through your political lens. Mm-hmm. So if you're a Republican, you're going to be a climate denier. By and large, highly religious Americans are more likely to be Republican. You can connect the dots that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not like churches are blameless, though, because a bunch of church, a bunch, vast majority of Christians, no matter what kind they are, said in the same survey that climate change rarely gets brought up during services and their pastors don't talk about yeah, it in the congregations. Yeah, of course, because it's a bummer. And all they want to talk about is like, I met a homeless guy and then I shook his hand and gave him a muffin and his day was better. Yes, Jesus. I solved the problem. <laughs> uh-huh. Evangelicals, only 4% of evangelicals said our church talks about climate change a great deal. Um, mm. And even among historically black uh, Christians, it was who were at the higher end of that spectrum, 13%. So among Christian churches, Hmm. virtually no one is talking about this stuff. Yeah. Um, Another couple interesting things about this. What about people without any religious affiliation? Would you expect people to discuss it in church? Is that a surprise to you? I guess I'm not... That part is not a surprise. This doesn't surprise me. I guess the argument... Or is it just the dichotomy between that and the fact that 92% of people think that Earth is sacred, but they're not doing anything about it? I mean, they're getting that Earth is sacred belief from somewhere, and yet there's no follow-up Responsibility to... Yeah, I mean, (laughs) I'm not surprised they don't talk about certain things, but... By the way, I've heard this argument about atheist groups, too. All you talk about is church-state separation, Christian nationalism. But if we're humanists, yeah. shouldn't we be talking about environmental justice or homelessness? Because those are connected okay. to how do we care for each other. Right. And it's true that most of the atheist humanist groups don't spend a bulk of their time talking about the environment, no matter what they think about it, um, because yeah. it's not necessarily the sexiest topic. Right. Um, in terms of the non-religious crowd, just about all the nuns, um, I'm trying to get, oh, 70% uh, percent of nuns, mm. and actually, let me back that up, 89% of the religiously unaffiliated said climate change is somewhat or very serious problem. So, good. The people who had the lowest level of religious commitment mm-hmm. had the highest belief that climate change was a serious problem. So not surprising there either. Um, And the thing is, here's where it gets uh, more in-depth here. The same survey said evangelicals were three times more likely to trust their pastors on the topic than elected officials. Correct. And yet, it's their political views that shape their views on climate. So, like, the point is, if pastors actually talked about this stuff, Mm. they actually have the ability to change minds in their congregation. I'm I, I get what you're saying and what you mean, but I'm not sure pastors are the best people to trust to provide like science communication is not easy. Hmm. And explain and climate change is extraordinarily complicated. It's difficult to wrap your arms around. It's difficult to like get in your head. Um 
And frankly, I don't think that a pastor, like it stinks that people get their, their information. They're not inviting biologists to talk about LGBTQ people at church. Those pastors seem to be self-proclaimed experts on those topics. But again, we're not asking them to go into the science. But that's not what you're saying. But that's not what you're talking about. You're talking about, like, it would be like if you, if you had said like, oh, um, uh, uh, we want pastors to like talk more about like gay pride and, and shit like that. Like, I'm not going to trust a pastor to like accurately describe Stonewall or, sure. you know what I mean? Like you're not, I'm not, but those people, but that's why do. I'm saying we shouldn't look to pastors for that. But I guess you're right with a guest speaker thing. I don't know how churches work. So they have guest speakers, but again, the point is they trust their pastors more than a lot of other people. Mm. So pastors do have an obligation if they think this is legit and they don't want misinformation do in their churches, some of them, not a lot, but again, some of them who actually care about this stuff, mm. they could make a difference if they made this a bigger deal in their servants. I'm not saying you have to do the whole sermon on the subject. You could work it in. No, I know. I just don't think that's a realistic look at I mean, how I'm not holding my breath. No, of course, but like... In case yeah, anyone's curious... Know. Uh, who thinks global change is a seri- very serious problem? Among atheists, 88%. Highest on the list. Mm. Evangelical Christians, lowest on the list, 34%. Well, I bet they sleep really uh, well at night. Uh-huh. Once again, uh, we are the ones with the moral high ground. Everyone mm. else is playing catch-up. Surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, this one's petty, but I, I got Ooh, angry about it. So love whatever. pettiness. Um, one of the election I love results. I is petty. I bet it's about a kid. No, not this time. Uh, he's only a kid at heart. Uh, Kevin Stitt was re-elected Stitt. governor. Stitt, a re-elected governor of Oklahoma. Mm. He was elected four years ago. Got re-elected last week. And one of the first things he did after his re-election last week is he was like in front of the Capitol building in the state, and he said a prayer. Mm. And he said, "Father, we just claim Oklahoma for you. Every square inch, we claim it for you in the name of Jesus." And this goes on for a little while, but okay. I think he just ceded all of Oklahoma to the Christian God, oh. which I'm sure the Native Americans and their descendants. I think they in should have first state, dibs. You would think, but nope, nope. First right of refusal on Oklahoma as a state. Yep, skipping them, going straight to the Christian God. Just generally, not even Jesus. Just, just uh, through Jesus, oh, because okay. of Jesus, okay. it's okay. going to God. Okay. Okay. Um, and the thing well, is, like, that... If listen, he, I'm if not going to miss non- Oklahoma that much. I won't notice if God takes it. Mm. If any non-Christian said anything like this, there would be calls for his resignation. But again, this is how our country works. Mm-hmm. Because it's a Christian governor saying, I'm stealing, o- seeding Oklahoma <laughs> from my God. <laughs> it's yours now. It didn't even get... I didn't see it discussed anywhere outside of, like, watchdog groups. Yeah. Church state separation groups. Just to be clear about Stitt, um, when he first got elected, he held an inaugural prayer service. In March of 2020, when the pandemic started, he held a Christian-only prayer service that aired on TV stations across the state. It did not stop COVID. He forgot about the First Amendment. Mm. Not again. (laughs) Um, He urged Oklahoma to pray and fast to deal with COVID Mm. because his plan A, which was nothing, wasn't working. I can't believe that didn't work. Mm. Uh, The Freedom From Religion Foundation has sent a letter calling on him to at least apologize uh, don't hold your breath for that. Oh, they, I've never heard anybody apologize. Um, here's an interesting story involving United Airlines. Uh, this story 
involves a pilot. His name is David. His last name isn't important. David worked for United Airlines for decades, mm. but in 2017, he was diagnosed with substance abuse problems. Oh, shit. So his pilot's license was suspended, mm-hmm. sure. Um, and they said it's temporarily suspended until you can complete a recovery program. Totally makes sense. I get all of that. Um, but th- what they told him is you have to go through Alcoholics Anonymous, which is a ah. famously religious, I mean, it's not Christian, but it is a religious program. If you're familiar with their 12 steps, they include giving yourself over to a higher power, power greater than ourselves. Mm. But his meetings would have been held in a Christian church. Mm. And what David said is, I'm Buddhist. I This is not my religion. Uh-oh. I don't want to pledge allegiance to any higher power that goes outside my faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't feel comfortable here. Now, it turns out he learned of a nearly identical program. It was called Refuge Recovery that actually caters to Buddhists. Refuge Recovery? Yeah. I've heard of Rational Recovery. We talked about that in the Mike Flanagan a secular, interview. A secular version of Check it. Check it out. Um, yeah, Refuge Recovery caters to Buddhists. And it does a lot of the same stuff. So we asked United Airlines, can I use that instead? Mm. And they said no. Really? Yeah, which meant he could not Is complete the, tra- the treatment program. Renegade recoverists or whatever, are they like... Refuge recovery. Are they uh, like official? Are they... As far as I can tell, it was a nearly identical program to what Alcoholics Anonymous was offering. I, I don't I, know about the licensing. I don't or know like either. I kind of wish I had looked into that. But... He said it was, uh, his lawyer said, it's basically the same thing. United said no. And they didn't say no because it doesn't meet these standards. Just no. They just said no. So he sued in 2020. Good. Uh, he had the help of the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission. Basically, mm-hmm. government lawyers mm. are getting on his side here. Good. And the argument was simple. United did not say there was a substantive difference between those two programs. They just said, you got to go to the quasi-Christian one. Yeah. That violates his civil rights. And now, this week, this case finally got resolved Mm. with a settlement. United Airlines said we will pay him all the back pay, plus lawyer fees and whatever. That amounts to over $300,000. We will reinstate him in their program that involves getting your license back Mm. and accommodate staffers who are in similar situations in the future. So, win-win for everyone involved. Uh, except for United, which apparently had to go through a three-year ordeal here to finally do what they should have done three years ago. Um, were and were I there d- any fines or anything for United? Like, is is United held nope. responsible for nope. any kind of, like, okay. The settlement says we'll just call it, like, let's... Call it good. Call it good. Uh, we will give him this money. We'll talk to the lawyers. We'll mm. make sure this never happens in the future. And we're making sure this guy is on a path to getting his license back. Cool. And that's the I mean, the that's right all thing. we can ask for, um, I guess. Yeah, I mean... The I guess do the right is, thing in the first place, it's but... It's not <laughs> like this is a unique situation because we've seen similar lawsuits in other cases. We saw it in federal prisons. Atheists filed lawsuits saying, you know, certain religions were getting treated better than mine because sure. mine wasn't seen as a valid option. Mm-hmm. Um, this is such... One of those things where a simple accommodation was available. It wasn't complicated. <laughs> it didn't require any special things on United's part. It shouldn't have been this hard to do. I would kill to be in the meeting where they're like, no, 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 no. He cannot do anything. Right. That's not AA. What like, were they thinking? Like some, unless it's just like somebody made a call and they shouldn't have and then nobody wanted to back down, maybe. Yeah. Like genuinely, that's the only thing. Because that's a wild thing to be 
like to take a stand on as United. And that obviously opens you up to a lawsuit. Like you had to be real delicate with shit like that. Yeah, who are their lawyers at this Unless point? Unless they, maybe it was whoever made that decision didn't understand that AA is a low-key Christian thing. But I, I just it's cannot, not like you weren't informed about it by this no, guy. No, yeah, you're right. It, uh, yeah, yeah. It was stupid Don't you want to get in their heads and say, like, who made this decision? Yeah. And how much are you getting paid? And can I have that job instead? <laughs> I can do a bad job. Yeah. yeah. I could do a bad job at literally any job in the entire right. world. Try me. <laughs> uh, here's an, The more I get paid, the worse I do. <laughs> <laughs> this is a depressing story, but an important one. Oh, boy. Um, there was a guy elected in Florida on the Collier County School Board, mm. which is public school board. A Christian nationalist, he didn't hide that during his campaign, mini campaign for the school board seat. Mm -hmm. Um, And he he won him and a slate of three conservative candidates Mm. on a five-member school board. Oh, boy. I know. So the three conservatives won the race. They have taken over the school board. You said the county what state? Florida. Florida. Um, The guy's name is Jerry Rutherford. Mm. And the thing is, like, his platform is bizarre. And when the <laughs> local newspaper is like, so what do you actually hope to accomplish? Because when we talked to you a while back, when you launched your campaign, you said you were interested in improving safety, providing mental health care for students and teachers, Great. and dealing with the budget. But that doesn't... Dealing with the well, budget? Fixing the budget. Oh, okay. Whatever. Fine, fine. <laughs> totally normal school board stuff. Uh-huh. Um, but on Wednesday morning after the election, when they reached him by phone... He said he has a five-point agenda that he'd like to implement. Jesus. And on it are the items of mental and physical discipline. Discipline? Yeah. Or (laughs) physical punishment of children in the public schools. You're lying to me Mm -hmm. right now. That's not exactly the words he used. Here's the quote. I only like went corporeal to, bullshit, right? Corporal punishment. He said in corporal. a quotation, I only went to the principal's office one time when I was in school, and that was when they used the Board of Education, if you get what I'm God, saying. God, they're so stupid, all of them. Mm-hmm. It's not clever, you guys. Wait, it gets worse. Oh. Then he said, you know who's out of control and getting away with too much? Oh, Disabled students. No. Mm-hmm. No, you're... Yep, that's what he's actually planning to do. He wants corporal punishment on kids, including kids with disabilities, because they're out of control. Did he expand on what kinds of things disabled kids, kids with disabilities are? Do you think he has any nuance here? I'm genuinely, (laughs) this isn't me doing it, but I'm genuinely asking, like, is he he talking about, like, a kid with ADHD who won't settle down? Or is he talking about, like, a kid with Down syndrome who's vocalizing and is, quote, unquote, getting away with too much? I read it. I was assuming the ADHD types. Okay. Which is bad as somebody with ADHD. Tell you what, I had ADHD my whole life. If somebody beat the shit out of me, I would still have ADHD because that's how brains work. Uh, he also said some legislators had passed bills that he thinks extends the rights of LGBTQ people beyond normal rights. He said, quote, I'm all for equal rights, no, you're not. but I'm not for special rights. Mm, yes, you and are. then when they asked him, well, what special rights do LGBTQ people have Thank God they that asked others that. do not? He did not elaborate further. And then he said he wanted to review all new textbooks and flag anything dubious or biased. And then the newspaper said he did not specify what he considered to qualify as biased or rewritten history. So 
To summarize. Can everybody who's listening to this right now please run for something <laughs> local? Again, we do this like once a month. Hemet and I are dead in the water vis-a-vis politics. Nobody, <laughs> nobody would hire us as dog catcher. <laughs> but you guys, you're smart and beautiful and listen to great podcasts. Run for your school board. Because otherwise this guy, Chad Chaddington, is gonna. Uh-huh. Jerry Rutherford. To summarize, this religious bigot with no experience mm. in... Uh, education, no understanding of the education system, whose resume on his campaign understanding website... Understanding is for pussies. Mm-hmm, whose resume on his website included the claim that he's been a Christian for 60 plus years. Who cares? I okay. know. He ran for the public school board because he believes every single bit of right-wing propaganda that's been injected into his veins. Really worried about CRT. And he wants to destroy what makes those schools important. He is the Elon of the Collier County School Board. He's just going in to cause chaos, ruin as much as possible, has no no one in his life telling him, like, Grandpa, sit down, stop it. It's just so By the way, astounding. It wasn't one dude just deciding I'm gonna run for office here. He had the backing of the Collier County Republican Executive Committee. Uh, the right-wing Florida Citizens Alliance, and again, two other conservatives who ran with this guy Mm. are supporting the, yeah, let's whip students agenda. Um, By the way, Rutherford isn't even new to this district because he has a history with them because back in the day, he was president of a Christian ministry called World Changers of Florida, and he sued the school board because they said he could not hand out Bibles to students. <laughs> so he later, the two sides eventually settled their case. And the answer oh, was, yeah? you could set up a table and leave your Bibles on it. I remember and, this But you case. don't get to stand at the table and talk to the kids. Did you say what year this was? It was, it was a while back. It was like 2012, 2013? It sounds familiar. You know why it sounds familiar? Because I wrote about it? No, because oh. years later, mm. that decision was cited by Satanists to set up their own table in a different school district. Oh, maybe that's what mm. I remember. That's amazing. By the way, I watched this guy's uh, campaign announcement video. Can you describe him with words? uh, Whatever you're thinking he looks like, yes. Suspenders. Oh, okay. See, recently, like, my idea of conservative men have been more like the 46-year-old guys in, like, the T-shirts. Okay, I'll help you out. Six Flags dancer dude with that music in the background without the top hat. I thought you said he's only 60. That guy doesn't have a top hat. I thought you said he's only 60 years old. Oh, yeah, without a cane. But this guy has suspenders and like tucks his shirt into his pants. Oh, Hemet has never done a worse job. <laughs> okay, gang. This is what we're working with here. This man is about 80 years old. He's wearing a white t-shirt. With his name on it. Oh, is that what it is? I just yeah. saw some red it says bubble Collier letters. County School Board District 1, Jerry and it, Rutherford. And it's got, yeah, got like kind of bubbly letters and that is tucked in to his Wranglers. And then the suspenders are going over the t-shirt. This gentleman mm-hmm. is sitting in a chair, does not care how that looks when he's photographed. Cause we all know if somebody takes a picture of you like sitting all the way back in a chair, you don't look great. In fact, your head looks big, your body looks big and your head looks tiny, which is what we're dealing with this young man. Yes. He also does not appear to have, this is not a judgment. This is just an observation. It does not appear that he has teeth. He kind of has that sort of sunken mouth of somebody who doesn't have their dentures in, but I mm. don't know. Hammond did a bad job of describing that him. That was much better. Thank you. Um, so that guy ran for school board, and you all did not. I hope you feel bad about Y'all, yourselves. 
Run for school board. Should I run for school board? I don't even have kids. Would they even let me? Can you run for school I mean, board if you don't have the, kids? All the right wing people don't have. I mean, that's a good. Do you remember years ago when there was like a same thing happened with like Hasidic Judaism? They took over a public took school over a public board school in, uh, New York. Yeah. When was, that was twenty years ago now? No, that was recent. Oh, was it? Oh yeah. Oh boy. Yeah, it's bad. Because I feel like that was always not always that for a long time was the conversations we're having of like these taxes that support public schools exactly, and so they would just get elected and then just gut the budget, which Mm -hmm. is so. I mean, it's it's Mitch McConnell like in a small scale. Um, All right, one last story for you. Um, This is a follow up that I wish was not depressing, but it is. I think we talked about this a couple weeks ago, but here's the backstory you need to know. There's a uh, a school in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, um, and a, a private Christian school. It used to be called Christian Center Academy. It is now called Legacy Christian Academy. Okay. But basically, a bunch of students a couple months ago came out publicly and said, we were students at this school. We were victims of abuse there. Hmm. Um, and this is not just like a high school. This is like a K to 12, you're there your entire life sort of school. Mm. Like one woman, uh, Caitlin Erickson, said she was paddled by two male staffers. Another student said he was subject to a violent exorcism to cast out his gay demons. Oh, my God. What years did this cover? Uh, This this is probably 20 years ago. Okay. Uh, 2005-ish. Jesus. uh, In the case of Caitlin. Um, Another student who talked back to his teacher said he was punished with solitary confinement. All day for two full weeks. I don't think... I think solitary confinement is one of those things that the UN frowns upon. The US isn't doing great. And the thing is, in Canada, it's not that just that this fundamentalist Christian school was abusive. It's a child. Yeah. Yep, yep. Solitary confinement for a child child. is fucked. It's not just that this school was abusive. Mm. This was a government-funded school, because they can do that in Canada, and had been receiving taxpayer money for decades. Yeah. So the student victims went public because they were calling on government officials to at least halt all funding until an investigation could be completed. Mm. Um, Or at least investigate. Or investigate. (laughs) In September, uh, Caitlin Erickson and two of the other victims anyway filed a $25 million class action lawsuit against the school and the church that oversees it. And this time we got even more stories. One person said a former church-affiliated Sunday school teacher sexually abused them. Like, of course it gets worse. Um, And they said school officials knew about the abuse but took no action to stop it. So like you about the sexual abuse? Yes. Oh no! Um, in fact, here's from the I, uh, this is from the CBC article about it. How can you do that? How can you be charged with caring for children yeah. and not even doing like the bare minimum to protect them? Seriously, the woman who alleges she was abused in the equipment room says she told her parents of the sexual abuse, alleged sexual abuse, in 1998 when she was 10 years old. It happened a few years earlier. Um, her mother and father tell CBC that they informed a senior church official, like as soon as they found out. They say his response to the news was, oh my God, not another one. (sighs) So they filed a class action lawsuit against this church. But here's the thing. Caitlin Erickson, one of the people who is leading the charge here, she's not done either. She has now spent several weeks trying to get a meeting with government officials like in person, trying to tell them not to fund this school. She appeared in the legislature 
this week, like literally sat in the stands mm. to make her case, but it didn't work. The uh, premier's office hasn't returned her calls or anything. And like, I was like, why would they not want to talk to her? It's almost like Sandy Hook parents going to Congress. Truly. Like Republicans meet with us and then like they get shut mm-hmm. out. And it's like one argument could be made while well, the allegations have not been substantiated. No judge has ruled in the victim's favor until that happens. Like we can't deal with all of this. I guess that's kind of fair. But, Although I feel like if you're a school, you should be transparent and be like, okay, if there's uh-huh. any chance abuse is happening in our school, we need to dig into it. But one of the other things Caitlin Erickson is arguing is that this school like is not educating students. They use a curriculum called Accelerated Christian Education, ACE. And this is infamous in the world of fundamentalist Christian textbooks because it promotes miseducation. I mean, Mm. among the things in the ACE textbooks, it says dinosaurs and humans coexisted because young earth creationism. Oh, I have that textbook. Yeah. Um, It is not scientifically accurate. Mm. Um, There's a lot of examples of what's wrong with these books. But the students want the government to shut down these schools or at least suspend more than $700,000 in subsidies. Okay, that's what has been happening for these past few weeks. This Caitlin Erickson is amazing. Mm. The reason I wanted to bring this up this week is because there was a scary development here. Because on Twitter this week, she posted this. Hey, Twitter fam, I'm not going to be as active on social media for a while as the kids and I navigate this. Mm. Kids and I are in a safe space, a safe place. They're all in good spirits considering. Kids and I her children? Yeah, what are we talking about here? What are we talking about? Here's what happened. Here's what she posted on Facebook. She posted a screenshot on Twitter. Early Thursday morning last week, we woke up to some vandalism of scripture verse spray painted on my house. Mm, Just like Jesus used to do. Yeah, and my security cameras ripped down. So I I made the decision to stay somewhere else until the police could investigate. Oh, sweet girl. On Friday night, the police contacted me to say there had been a fire at my house. No. They set our house on fire. No. She says, our dogs are okay. One is suffering from smoke inhalation. But I am told he will be okay. Unfortunately, our hamster, geckos, and snake did not make it. So Jesus fucking Christ! They set What's this the woman's house on with fire. Thankfully, her and her kids, and I think there's like one biological kid, one uh, nephew, mm. and six adopted kids that she takes care of. Oh, geez, That's her family. They were thankfully out of the house because she got them out of there the first uh, at the first sign of bad news. And I'm sure the police are like really up on this. I don't know. I'm not denouncing the police here. Like, I am. They're investigating I bet they're it. Fucking I don't it know up. what they're doing. Um, there is a GoFundMe page, and I'll have the link in the show notes if you want to support her. Uh, she has verified that it's legitimate. Mm. Um, but again, woman. this woman has acted so courageously. Tell us her name again one more Caitlin time. Caitlin Erickson Caitlin with a Erickson. K in her last name. E-R-I-C-K. Um, she has fought for this cause even while government officials are avoiding her at every turn. And she's doing... And this is Canada. This is Canada. We expect better of you, Canada. <laughs> Jesus, model good behavior for us. We're never going to learn if you don't give us a good example to follow. And again, the, the people who are alleged victims of this school have been amazing at telling their stories sure. and speaking out yeah. and not letting up until something happens. Uh, it's <sighs> just embarrassing the government officials don't seem to give a shit. You said this Enough. is Saskatchewan? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's too bad. I'm yeah. really sorry to hear that. Yeah. So, Ugh, what a bummer. Is that it? That's my stuff. 
Uh, I am going on a little vacay this weekend. I am going to, not to brag, Hammond, you know me. You know I hate to brag. I'm spending the weekend in Indianapolis. The the finger guns were unnecessary. (laughs) It's so funny because I always do finger guns from the one time I didn't. You're like, "Mm, I'm going to write it into the script. Um, No, um, do you know the last podcast on the left? Heard of it. Um, it's like a true crime comedy podcast. They do really like their humor is not for everybody. I'm the first to say it's a little fratty. It's three white dudes and they're white dudeing it up. But for my money, I cannot find any other source of, um, like true crime and historical information anything better than what fucking Marcus Parks brings to the table every week. This dude, like he did a fat and it's like one guy who does all the research and the other dudes are just like, you know, making jerk off jokes. Um, they did a five episode series on the black death. That mm. was insanely good. They've done like a seven episode series on the JFK assassination and everything that went along with that. If you have any interest in true crimes, conspiracy theories, if you're interested in alien and ghost bullshit, they love that shit. It, I really, really enjoy it. I learn a ton. Again, can't be clear enough. Not for everybody. And you're going to watch. And I'm going to watch that podcast right. live. Very nice. Um, and my friend Leslie and Jeff, who have, I think, guested on the show, who knows, are going to meet me. They're coming up from Louisville. I'm going down to Indy. I'm not doing any kind of meetup because we're staying in a one-bedroom Airbnb. And that I just, works. I don't want to leave it. Um, Hammett, what are you up to this weekend? Going out of town, not telling anyone where. It'll be fun. See Do you I know all where in you're two going? Nope. See you all in two Does weeks. Does your wife Maybe. Know? Oh, I'm going to text her. Um, cool. Well, uh, I did catch up on Survivor last night. Okay. So that's what we're going to be doing in our bonus party. episode. Sorry, one guy who keeps complaining. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, my dude. You cannot just say, please stop with the Survivor and we're going to stop. That I simply isn't enjoy, how it works. I do enjoy the message that says, I do not enjoy the content on the bonus episode. Mm-hmm. This couple of weeks that we've been talking, which about is funny because I have genuinely been forgetting to catch up. So we've only been doing it every other week. Like everybody needs to take a massive chill pill. <laughs> um, you can find me on Twitter at Blueberry no, for as can't. long as no, whatever that exists. Hopefully, our fucking Facebook page will still exist. You can find us there. Yeah, yeah, um, that, there's that shit's never going away. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> truly, it's gonna be cockroaches and Facebook at the end of the world. MySpace is gonna come out ahead at the end of all this. Truly. I'm ready for MySpace resurgence. I am. I want somebody to go on my page and have it play Baba O'Reilly really loud in like one of those 8-bit songs. And then you'd like get my vibe. I used to have a picture of Todd Walker, the second baseman for the Cubs. Really gave my whole personality. That's what I liked about it. Um, anyway, you can all, if you like what you are listening to, you can support what we do here Um at patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast. Five bucks gets you um, a sticker, bonus content. I don't know. Probably some other stuff. Even Unclear. Netflix is dunking on Twitter right now. Feels like the last 20 minutes of Don't Look Up right about now. I never saw Don't Look Up. I just thought it would bum me out it too hard. Mad. Yeah. Mm. Oh, that's too I bad. Do I thought it was, like everybody said it was. Yeah, that's fair. I limit myself to Candace Cameron movies. Oh I'm really not excited. I'm I'm excited to talk about Survivor, but I don't think I'm enjoying it as much as I was in the beginning. Because fair, fair. save it. Well, because the people who save are doing it. well aren't likable. Because yeah. that's the, the I realize that's the nature of the game. 
Okay, we'll do it. In the... All right. Okay. We'll see you. We'll have a good Thanksgiving. See you in a oh, couple Oh, happy weeks. Thanksgiving, Americans. Bye.